This is the Jocko Debrief Podcast, episode 15, with Dave Burke and me, Jocko Willink. Dave, let's debrief. What do you got? Let me tell you what not to do when you first get promoted. Don't don't tell your boss that they're not doing a very good job. <laughs> is that not a good way to come out of the gate? <laughs> no, it, it it might be true, but it's probably not going to have the effect that you're looking for. What? But you just said it might be true. So if it's true, hey man, it might be. I, yeah, I, you know, I, I speak truth to power. That's right. That's actually exactly <laughs> what this is about. So we're working with a company. It's a like a cybersecurity company, and one of the guys that, that we were talking with is actually pretty new to the company. He got hired in a supervisory role, sharp guy, got promoted to a management role, which is kind of one step up, and it's but it's still a step below like the executive leadership level. And one of the things he figured out very early on in his initial role before he got promoted was the executive leadership doesn't really have a good sense of what's going on down in the front lines. Things that he was seeing every single day. Okay, so we got Fred, yep. he gets to the company, Fred, does a decent job, gets promoted. Yes. And while he was on the front lines, Fred realized they don't always connect very well with the C-suite. Correct. So he knows that, got a little disconnect. You got it. Cool. Fred's now a manager. Fred's elevated up quickly from the supervisory role where he was just leading a team, Mm -hmm. and now he's one level up. And what he's thinking, and, and look, this Fred is a good guy, and he really wants to bring the attention to the C-suite of, hey, what's going on? And what he's thinking is, hey, the best way is just to be honest, which is kind of what you were implying out of the gate. Say, this is what's going on. I just got to come out and tell you, boss. Hey, you don't know what's going on down here. And and this is such a weird thing to talk about because we as human beings at birth, we start to get told, tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth. Hey, the best thing to do is to tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth. And you know what? I actually 100% support telling the truth. Let's go. Continue. Yes. The truth is important. How you, um, I should say, how you wield the hammer of truth mm. matters. Mm-hmm. So I, I, maybe it was a couple of these ago where I said, if you tell the truth and no one's listening, does it matter? So let's think about that. If I am going, which I 100% support telling the truth, but if I'm going to tell you the truth and you're not going to hear it or you're not going to listen to it, did I really do a good job of telling the truth? Answer is no. So I 100% support telling the truth. And yet, if I can't get my message across, if the truth is not heard, I failed to tell the truth. I'm supposed to tell the truth. If I don't get the message across and you don't hear it, I have not told the truth. It hasn't come across. It hasn't been transmitted. If you, if, if you say something and no one hears it, what good is it? You didn't say anything. If no one hears what you say, you didn't say it. Okay. Check. <laughs> so the first thing we, we kind of start talking about, and, and really he's, he's looking for a way to convey this message, which is actually a really good thing because he's asking, this is what I think I should do. Hey, can we talk about this? Perfect. So, so Fred's asking you, all right, hey, yeah, yeah. Dave, got it. Yes, we're talking. Looking for a little bit of advice, actually being a little bit of a role play of how to have this, how to have this conversation. And I think more often than not, when, when we work with clients, we think about, we talk about what to think about and we also talk about what to say. So part of it is the way you're thinking and, and the other part of it is literally how you interact. And it's, it's both of those things. Because like you were saying, you might have this intent in your mind that makes sense. Hey, I want to alert them to this problem. I want to help solve this problem. But if the way you actually convey that, if your behavior doesn't, solve the problem, 
you're actually not solving the problem. So it's kind of a combination of both. And of course, I go to my, um, my go-to manual. We're talking leadership strategy and tactics. And the, one of the first things we're talking about is this idea of what conformed influence means. And part of it is, hey, when you first join this company, this idea of conformed to influence is kind of natural. Like, all right, hey, you're- Okay, so just, just, to, yeah. just to pump the brakes here. <laughs> the book is Leadership Strategy and Tactics. The tactic that you're talking about is something that is called conform to influence. Meaning, if you wanna influence a group of people, you have to at some level conform to what they're doing because otherwise you're an outsider right. and we don't have very much influence over groups that we are not a part of. Yes. So we are conforming at some level in order to become a part of a group where we can thereby influence the group. Yes. And I think part of that initially makes sense. So that explanation obviously is is the explanation of, hey, you wanna show up, you wanna understand what's going on, you wanna learn about the people, you wanna see their problems, you wanna figure out what's going on, and you also want them to see you that you're there to be part of that team, which is what gives you the influence. But that philosophy, that, that leadership tactic of conformed influence as you described, isn't just when you show up new. You could be part of a, a, a company, a part of a team, and this happened to me in the Marine Corps all the time, is you could be at the same place for years, and then you elevate, and you talk about this in leadership strategy and tactics as well, is, hey, what do you do when now you've been elevated to a position of leadership? That philosophy still applies. The promotion to a higher rank or a higher position is now not the license to stop being part of the team, to stop conforming. So the first move from this supervisory role to this management role, which is a different role in the same organization, one of the first things that we talked about is, hey, recognize what does that role mean for you now? And that doesn't mean on day one, like, okay, cool. I'm now a manager. Now we're gonna start doing things the way I wanna do them. I finally got to this place where I got promoted. Now I get to exert my authority or exert my influence in the way that I want. There is still this idea of, that's all those same things, but now it's at a different perspective. It's a different point of view from that higher position. And I think the other connection there is, I wrote this comment down of, hey, there's another way to look at this problem, is it may be that your executive leadership indeed does not know what's going on down there. Th that may be the problem, and they actually might even know this. That might be why you've been promoted, is to help them bridge that gap. Part of it is kind of figuring out what do you think, what's going on at the C-suite? Why aren't they down there? We talked about, hey, they're super busy. Hey, there's an acquisition coming. There's, you could insert a whole bunch of different things that are actually real legitimate reasons why. Now, does this mean the senior leadership shouldn't be down there? No, they should as often as they can. But the idea that now I'm gonna get promoted and go, hey, Jocko, you're my boss. Here's problem number one. You are not getting down to the front lines nearly enough as you need to, and that's a real problem with the organization, is very different than, hey, this is an awesome role that I can be in because I can now bridge the gap and do a better job feeding you information that's critical and maybe helping you figure out when the right time is to maybe, hey, boss, we're doing a meeting on Friday. We're doing a big summary of this huge project and teeing up this extra one. You, you got 30 minutes to come down and spend some time with the team and actually helping solve the problem by telling the truth to kind of rethink of what you were just saying, but in a way they're actually, they're actually gonna help solve this problem for this leadership team. Yeah, that's awesome. It's awesome that these, you, you're doing a maneuver, right? What's cool is that you're doing a maneuver. And, and what you have to do if you're listening to this, 
your maneuver might not look exactly like this or your your scenario might not look exactly like this oh you got promoted and now you've got some truth that you need to speak it might be the other might be the reverse direction your team might have done something and now you oh i better just hit him in the face with it with the truth about what's going there's maneuvers that you can make that will make telling the truth actually effective and that's what we're talking about (laughs) all right what else you got this one actually this actually comes from ef online this was this was kind of a variation of a question that we got that isn't totally different from some other questions but obviously on ef online we the, the the questions that people ask when we're on EF online. So we meet three days a week. We're on there for an hour, and and it, we are there to answer people's questions for the most part. And they will either in that chat box on on the the virtual meeting or just straight up ask a question in real time. The questions they're asking are real questions that they're dealing with. And what's cool about that is that while unique, there's a ton of overlap. That meaning the questions they ask, uh, people are asking a lot of the same questions. So this question was. A question about someone who's got a senior leader in the organization who they just don't like. They don't, they do not like, they do not respect this leader. But this particular leader has a lot of influence on whether this person gets promoted or continues to move up in the organization. And the question was kind of simply like, hey, I'm the type of person that cannot fake liking somebody. I'm honest, which is why I connected these two together. Like, I'm an honest person. Hey, and, and is, is I just can't fake liking this person. What I like about this is a double down. This is a double down on my personal virtues. Not only am I honest, which we all know is a highly elevated virtue that we all respect and admire. So not only am I honest, I am I am also, I, I cannot be fake. I'm doubling down. My virtues are so awesome that I am 100% honest, and on top of that, I can't be fake, which puts me in this dilemma, yeah. this freaking horrible dilemma. So the question was simply. Was this, yeah. was this question the guy that was like, that actually specifically asked about shaking this person's hand? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I remember the detail of someone saying, you know, I, would you, the question, I think it was actually directed, or at least a similar question was directed right at me saying, would you shake this guy's hand? And there is a little trap that was trying to be set for me, which is, hey, Jocko, we know you're honest. We know you are not a fake person. And he's setting himself up to get the answer he wants to hear. So Jocko, would you shake this person's hand that you don't respect? Yeah, I mean, that's basically the question. Hey. Should I deal, should I have a relationship with a leader that I simply do not respect? Well, the cool part about that is like, the, the, the short answer is very straightforward. Yes, you should, <laughs> you absolutely should. And the larger piece is, is, is there are some, there's a couple of components to this that I, I was thinking about and, and I think a lot of this comes out on the answers in real time, but some of it is worth thinking about because of how much I've been thinking about lately just the idea of respect, just the concept of respect, me respecting another person. So kind of the first part about this, if I'm in that situation, is let's say you're that boss. I just, I, I just don't respect you. Am I, do I, am I going to waste my time? I'm going to keep it real. 
I'm not going to fake my way through this relationship with you, but I'm going to take a step back and all right, hang on. Jocko's a senior leader in this organization. Can, can, he, can, can my relationship, more my lack of relationship, hurt my team? Yes. Okay. I don't want that. Can it hurt me? Yes. Can it hurt my ability of my team to be successful? I can make a list, a long list of all the reasons why just that relationship alone creates a whole bunch of risk for me and my people, which in the hierarchy of authenticity, which one is more important? That you keep it real or that your team is successful? And all those people on your team are successful. So there's a lot of reasons why navigating this relationship is actually something you need to do as a leader because this is what your team needs you to do. This is what they need you to do because if you're not there, if I keep it real and somehow Jocko says, I don't like this guy, Dave, and the team that he's running. As a matter of fact, I don't like the way he talks to me. I don't like the way he even looks at me. You know who's a lot better? Joe. Mm -hmm. Cool, guess who's now in charge of that team? So I lose all my influence. And you've, you've, there are so many stories that you have referenced you know, from Hackworth and, and so many others of why you need to maintain that relationship. And of course, there's a whole bunch of pieces in here that connect to ego and we can talk about a lot of different things and they're all relevant. But the thing that I've been thinking about lately and, and it came from a conversation and I don't know if you had it on EF Online or on the podcast, I don't remember the origin, but it's the way I don't respect you. How do I actually cultivate respect? And what bothers me is you don't respect me either. Mm. And the idea that in order to gain respect, you have to give respect. And we talk about it with respect. We talk about it with influencing. We talk about it with listening. And there's so many things that we talk about is what I actually have to do is look at you and think, is there not, is there, is there not one single attribute about you as a human being that I can't find a way to go, oh, you know what? Jocko has navigated through some pretty crazy times at this company the last 15 years. He found himself in a senior leadership position. And the concept of respect, of how this idea of respect and influence and listening and all these key things that make us effective leaders, how simple and difficult at the same time is to reverse that and go, if I want him to respect me more and respect my position, what do I have to do? I have to find a way to respect him. And if I cannot find one single way to respect you, there is, I, I exclude any possibility that you will actually do the same for me, which is so obvious in one sense and then so counter to our, our, our nature of, wait, if I want Jocko to respect me more, what do I have to do? I have to respect, if I want Jocko to listen to what I'm saying, what do I have to do? Oh, I have to start, I have to listen to him more. So we talked a little bit about in order to gain respect, what does he actually have to do for this leader to respect him a little bit more or to listen to him more, or to be able to influence this guy a little bit more, what he actually needs to be able to do, which is the exact same things in the opposite direction. The quadrangle, which is trust, listening, respect, and influence. Now there's a, a little thing where I, you were brushing up against some guardrails a little bit, and I knew it's, it's so, so what you were talking about is, okay, what's more important, that I keep it real with this guy, like keep it real, like, hey, Dave, I don't respect Dave, so I'm gonna keep it real and not give him respect and keep him at an arm's length and let him kind of know that I don't appreciate his attitude. What's more important, that or to, what, what would you say about the team that, that, that you need to do, protect the team and do the mission, right? Or, yeah, 
I think you said you said some words like that. But here's the deal. You are you want to keep it re- you you said something about the hierarchy, right? There's a hierarchy. The hierarchy of keeping it real with the team is you said the hierarchy of keeping it real with the boss. Sorry. The hierarchy of keeping it real with the boss is is less important than doing the mission and taking care of the team. And what I was just going to add to that is keeping it real with the team. Like your team, and here's where, here's where it boils down, and this just makes it so obvious to me. I've got 15 people that work for me. I've got eight people that work for me. I've got 12 people that work for me. I've got 100 people that work for me. As a leader, those people are counting on me to take care of them. To take care of them in a bunch of different ways. Is that obviously that doesn't mean to coddle them? That means I give them the gear that they need. That means I give them the support that they need. That means I get them the resources that they need. That means I I get plans in place that they can go execute. That's what I'm doing. That's my whole purpose. So in order to do that, in order to do that's the highest purpose of me as a leader. That's the highest purpose of me as a leader is to take that team, take care of that team, and get the mission accomplished. That is my highest purpose as a leader. There's, is there anything that's more important than that? Is there anything that's more important as a leader than taking care of your people and executing and accomplishing the mission? That's what a leader is doing. That's what a leader is doing. Far and away, nothing else matters. But I mean, the next thing below that is pretty far down. In order to do that to the maximum capacity that we can as a human, we have to have a good relationship with the guy we work for. So it completely, the, the mission of a leader to take care of the people and execute the mission, that completely trumps the fact that you have to eat a little bit of crow and be humble and treat somebody with respect. It's, it's not even a freaking comparison. So, that's what we need to do. Now, the other thing is, again, that setup of like, hey, I'm an honest person and I'm not fake. And therefore, it is, it is against my character. It is against my character as a human to act in a way that's not real. <laughs> it's the same boat, right? Yeah. My character as a leader is I'm going to take care of my troops. But here's the other thing. I'm not being dishonest. I'm not being fake. You know what I am being? I'm being a winner. I am going to win. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, and and that phrase, keeping it real, I should be careful. That that is in quotes. That's the, I don't like you, and I'm going to keep it real so you're going to know. Hey, I'm not going to shake your hand, boss. (laughs) Like, come on, man. Like, that idea of keeping it real is is the joke of I'm so honest I can't help myself but tell you actually I don't respect you to the point that I will not shake your hand yeah. you can't shake your boss's hand and thank him for coming down and seeing what's going on down here no matter what so yeah yeah you kept it real you made it harder for your team you made it harder to accomplish the mission you made it harder for them to get promoted you hurt the overall productivity of the whole organization good yeah. job yeah. You kept it real. And, and you have less influence. He's not going to listen. You have less respect. All those things go Just down. Just strikeout after strikeout totally. after strikeout. All right. I uh, guess it's my turn. So we use the phrase sometimes, take the high ground or the high ground will take you. 
solid advice, solid advice, solid guidance. There's no replacing it, right? Once you give up the high ground, you, it's very, I shouldn't say there's no replacing. It's kind of like trust, right? Once you give up trust, it, it's immediately gone. Now, can you build it back? Yes, you can. You can build it back over time. But you know, if I break your trust as a leader or as a subordinate, I go to zero, right? I go to, if I really break your trust, I go to zero. And sure, there's gradations of that where I kind of let something slide a little bit and your trust goes down. But if I truly break your trust, I go to zero and now I have to rebuild it. If I give up the high ground, it's very similar. Sure, there's some gradations, but pretty much I'm gonna have to go and get that, earn that high ground back. So we need to hang on to this high ground and we need to protect it. And, and yet it is so, so very tempting just to get down from that high ground and get in the mud and start slinging. It is so tempting to do that. And if you do that, you end up with mud and slop on your feet and on your hands. And it's not even because you got hit with mud. It's not. It's because you got in there and you started picking it up and now it's covering you. So don't do it. Do not do that. You got to find something positive. And here's a, an ancient saying. I believe this is an ancient saying. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say it. I'm going to one-up that thing. If you don't have anything good to say, think of something good to say. <laughs> think of something good to say. That's going to allow you to stay on the high ground. And this is where, this is another thing we have to remember being on the high ground is in many respects it's almost like having rank because when you're on the high ground you have authority right? you have a level of authority because you're on the high ground you're in a position of power because you're on the high ground and even if the person that you're dealing with is in the low ground and they're in the low ground 100% by their own choice, right? They're there. They're in that low ground, you're on the high ground. When you're in that position, just like rank, do not abuse that authority. Do not abuse that authority. When it comes to rank, like if we, if we look at rank, the good leader is gonna treat people with respect all the times. At all times, right? A good leader is treating people with respect all the time. That's what they're doing. It's the same thing here. And if you come across, if you're on the high ground and you come across like you're better or you're superior or you're a cut above, that means you're arrogant now. You're arrogant now. And you know why you come across as thinking that you're better or you come across, your actions come across as you're better or superior, you know why that happens? Because you actually believe you are. You think that because you're on the high ground, you're superior and that, that is gonna come through. That smell is gonna come through. That tone is gonna come through. And when it comes through, which it will, well, guess what happens? You surrender the high ground. When you think, when you're on the high ground and you think you are superior because you're on the high ground, 
you are in the process of giving up the high ground and you are getting covered in mud. And so then, then how do we, how do you avoid this? How do you prevent yourself from believing that you are superior? Which is what we need to do. Well, one thing that we all need to do is have perspective. Is, is try and see the perspective of the other person that you're dealing with. There's a, a, a correlation I was thinking about with jujitsu. And jujitsu, you really have to be careful with this. And people lose the bubble on this all the time. In jujitsu, you are not a better human being because you can tap someone else out. <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy, but guess what? It's not even just that you're a better human being. You're not even a better fighter. You're not even a better fighter. It's just that it's just that you've trained more. It's just that you've trained more. You started earlier, you got the hours in, you got the days in, you got the time on the mat. And if you flip those roles around and you gave that other person 10,000 hours of jujitsu and you only had 100, you would freaking lose. And they would tap you out. (laughs) So when you're on the high ground and you are looking down your nose at someone else, you need to recognize, you need to recognize that, that you could be there too. And don't be so arrogant to think that you could never be there or that you wouldn't be there. Don't get caught in that trap. It is, it's a, it's a trap with a, with a beautiful piece of bait on it. And it's wrong. Don't abuse the power of the high ground. I'm not saying give it up, but don't abuse it. Stay humble. And instead of getting down in the mud, do your best to lift others out of it. That's probably a good place to stop for today. And if you want to dig deeper into all aspects of leadership in any arena, you can join Dave and me and the rest of the Echelon Front team at EFOnline.com where we solve problems through leadership. And if you want leadership guidance inside your organization, if you want to be one of these clients that we talk about, and by the way, when we talk about clients, we promise the clients that we are talking about, the stories we are telling, they're completely unrecognizable in the industry, in the personalities involved. We, we treat our clients as top secret information. But if you want our help, you can go to echelonfront.com and explore the options there. I've also written a bunch of books on the subject of leadership, extreme ownership, dichotomy of leadership, leadership strategy and tactics. Got some other podcasts as well. One is called Jocko Podcast. One is called Jocko Unraveling. And then we also have Grounded and the Warrior Kid Podcast. And if you want to support any of these podcasts, including this one, you can get some gear from jockostore.com or from 
originusa.com. And thanks for listening to the debrief. Now go lead. And this is Dave and Jocko. Out.